0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN Episode 61. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo Aficionado Roro. We are not joined by Sean, but we are joined by the squeaking dog toy behind <laughs> me. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Uh bur- <laughs> <laughs> Roro, I just want to tell everyone thank you for joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN, and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week is our next gen impressions, including the games. Because we I know you don't have the consoles, Roro, but you do have the game some games that are on those consoles. So, uh, but first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Roro, the first item on the PXN News of the Week is a story that Sean would be excited about if he (laughs) were here. But uh, the Neo Collection, which includes Neo 1 and 2, uh, are being remastered with 4K 120 frames per second support. And has been announced for PlayStation 5. And also a PC release for Neo 2 has been announced as well. Coming February 5th, 2021. So another collection of uh, great games. Uh, I know both games are very widely loved. Uh, They're another... Another game in the in the uh, esque I guess you could call it a uh, genre that is just filled with difficulty and painstaking uh, <laughs> things in it. Uh, that's another game that would make me rage for sure. But uh, have, I can't remember. Have you played any of the Neos or? Yes. Yes. I played the, I played
1: the first one. Um, obviously, on PS4 uh, a while ago. And I actually did like it. Soulsborne games don't don't speak to me that much because of the re- reasons you stated just now with it just making me rage and just <laughs> my ever slimming patience when it comes to those kinds of games. But I really enjoyed Neo. I enjoyed it and I, I haven't picked up Neo 2 yet. So this is good news. Um, so I'll definitely like to try out Neo on PC. Even though I have a PS4, I could just pick it up there. But I think it's cool that it's coming to these consoles and with the upgrades and everything that's fantastic i love it
0: yeah yeah i love it too RoRo. because you know i'm definitely playing this game not For sure. <laughs> i will freaking break everything in this house if i had to play that game
1: no, you just got the ps5 don't don't break yeah. it don't know
0: yeah the, the ps5 would be broke my xbox series x would be everything would be broke i mean it would not be good so uh, for real. Moving into some more uh, PlayStation Five stuff, we have some reviews from some PlayStation Five games, and they are very positive for the most part. Uh, obviously, Demon Souls, uh, very very positive reviews going around, and everyone lauding what Blue Point Games put together there. I know they are pretty much. They are almost known as the uh, remake slash remaster aficionados, Roro. They are, <laughs> they are the masters of the remake. Um, and, man, Demon Souls, it doesn't appeal to me specifically because, as we just said, I will break everything in my house. <laughs> but uh, this game looks beautiful, and uh, all the visual enhancements they did look absolutely amazing. And even like the load times, like I've seen people like jumping from world to world and it's like near instantaneous jumping from different worlds. It's it's insane what that uh, SSD. Times. Yeah.
1: Those load times, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Is that something you would be interested in? Uh, I know you obviously aren't interested as much uh, into those games like I am, uh, but is that something you would maybe be interested in if you pick up a PS5?
1: um i think if i pick up a ps5 yes i think that's like a game that i would like to just experience and see for the first time on a ps5 i feel like it's one of those games like it's it's one of the few exclusive games like you were talking about at the beginning of the show with there's a lot of ps5 games that are on ps4 i feel like this is a very next gen exclusive experience that if i had a ps5 i would definitely jump in Dip my toes a little i don't know if i will stay the entire time but i think it's definitely worth uh checking out as a PS5 experience for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, It's at, sitting at a 92 on Metacritic, which is amazing score. And user scores are very high on it as well. So people are definitely excited about that game for sure. Uh, the other game as well that we didn't cover last week is, uh, which these reviews kind of came out last minute uh, at, at the launch. I believe like Thursday they were starting to come out. Um, so Godfall was the other one and Godfall is getting kind of average reviews right now. Uh, it's sitting at 62 on Metacritic, uh, sitting at 5.2 user ratings and not as good, uh, Mm. ratings. I have heard from other trusted people that I, I follow like IGN and stuff like that, uh, say that the major problems with it are, it's very repetitious, um, and Mm. And I, I, I think that's kind of where it comes back to it. It almost reminds me of Rise from Xbox One generation, where it was a very pretty game, uh, but it was very rep- repetitive and, and, you know, monotonous. You're doing the same thing over and over again. So it kind of seems like it's that kind of vein. I don't know. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I feel like... I agree. I feel like those looter shooters, looter slasher, as, as this one's called, um, kind of fall into that category or that trap a lot with it being repetitious. So I, I, I understand that. I've heard that the gameplay is pretty fun. But again, like you said, repetitious and the story is just like it's there. It's like whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's really about the gameplay and how pretty it looks is what people are have positive feedback on. But
0: everything else seems to be just like meh. Yeah. I agreed. And it's Randy Pitchford, so we don't want to support him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, another episode. I'm glad it's doing meh. Yeah, meh. Eat yeah. your meh, Randy. God. <laughs> uh, Gosh, I'm a terrible person, but anyways, (laughs) moving on, uh, Twitch is donating $1 million to Able Gamers Foundation as Dr. Lupo announces uh, this information on his stream to Stephen Spoon, who Spoon, Spoon, I'm not sure if that's how I pronounce it. I'll probably butcher it, Uh, but he's the CEO of uh, Able Gamers, and he delivered that news to him, which is just absolutely insane. I know we talked about this um, when he, Stephen, had originally announced that he was uh, setting a goal for, I think, a million dollars to try to to uh, earn that amount of money in order to donate uh, for his birthday that year. And uh, that was not that long. That was like a month or so ago, I think. We had that in our stories. Um so this is super cool to see and Able Gamers is such a great foundation uh for you know making games more accessible for people who aren't able to play certain ways that really helps with accessibility and uh I know that Able Gamers also works closely with many developers uh including Ubisoft that you'll I mean Assassin's Creed Valhalla has some of the most uh, accessibility options that I've seen in a, in a while. Uh, obviously, Last of Us Part Two had a, a lot of uh, accessibility options as well. So there's actually an award for that that Jeff Keeley talked about for the Game Awards as well, which I thought was very cool. Um, but yeah, this is great, great news, Roro.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I believe I saw the like a little clip of him uh, the uh, the news being announced to him. And I think he was at like 200,000 before they told him that, hey, we're donating this to you. And I thought that was so awesome. Uh, I love Dr. Lupo. I love Steven obviously as well. And I thought this was really awesome. I, I Every time I see uh, Steven's Spoh- foe or there's another guy, uh, he calls himself the blind gamer. He's also, his first name is Steven as well. So I sometimes get them, get them mixed up. But every time I see them pushing for accessibility, I'm like, yes, do it. It's just, I just can't imagine not being able to take part in this hobby. Like, life is so unexpected. Who knows, I could lose my sight someday, I could lose my hand someday, but it's so good to know that there's people out there who are working towards people who already have those disabilities so they can take part in this hobby as well. So, again, I can't imagine not being able to play games, but people like them make it possible for people who, who I guess, couldn't before. So I'm glad that this donation was happened. This is great. So, they can make it a little bit easier for those people working so hard to make games accessible.
0: Yep. Uh completely agree. Yeah. Uh and I know who you're talking about the blind gamer, but I'm drawing yeah. a blank on his <laughs> name as well.
1: Thing, yeah. It's Stephen something. I forgot his last name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he he joined Jeff Keely's uh uh game awards Zoom call a, a yes. few times. Um a fellow uh, Canadian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that was actually, sailor sailor, sailor. Stephen, steve sailor yes steve sailor yeah uh yeah this last zoom call this past weekend jeff had uh he had um oh gosh i just blanked on her name <laughs> uh shoot what oh. is her name oh no I forgot her name. Oh, my Lord. She's a great voice actress, and I've forgotten her name. Anyways, he had her on there and had about 10 Canadians on there, uh, and he's like, man, this must be the Canadian get-together. I don't know. I, th- I just thought that was funny, but why am I blanking on her name? She voiced uh, Vale in Halo 5, and she voices a ton of freaking characters. All right, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> Time Splitters Two r- remake, uh, Roro is happening. Wait, it it it's ha- it's not happening. No, THQ Nordic <laughs> tells VGC that it was a joke in their latest press release that Time Splitters Two was getting a remake. What? <laughs> what? Who in their right mind thought it was a good idea, Roro, to freaking put one of the most beloved GameCube, and it was on other platforms as well, games of all time, as a joke in a press release? What?
1: Yeah, that's not a that's not a good idea. If you want people to be mad at you, it is but if you want people to be excited <laughs> yeah uh that's not no that's not what you do and i think it was bundled up with other things that were being released i believe there was something in a game like there was easter eggs in a game a little while ago where they had spongebob's bikini bottom is coming and there were some other games sprinkled in there too and time spinners was one of those easter eggs and then it comes out that everything else came to pass upset Time sliders. time sliders was just a joke it's like that's no, oh, that's not a good look you shouldn't do, do that You should just left it out. Like, why even include it?
0: Yes, that uh, that's just so awful. (laughs) And like, as a huge Time Splitters two fan, I love that game. I played so much of that game. And Marty Sleva, formerly of IGN, he's that's the first tweet that I saw of this that hit him commenting saying a remake was coming. And when I saw that, (laughs) I was like, yes, let's go. And then about I don't know an hour or two hours later, I saw, oh, that was a joke. What? Don't do that to us, freaking THQ Nordic! Come on, <laughs> Ugh. yeah,
1: that's no, no, no shade at SpongeBob, but I mean, yeah, between SpongeBob and Time Splitters too, yeah, you should have gone with Time Splitters too,
0: yeah, just saying yes uh roro by the way laura bailey is who i couldn't think oh, of
1: that's who you meant. i should have just guessed she was I was that Zoom in my call. brain
0: yes oh my god i i was i, I blanked on her name and that's awful because she's one of the best actresses out there Absolutely. So, or voice actresses i should say sorry uh i have a dog biting my foot right now so geez louise all right Stop. <laughs> You told her to stop the
1: squeaky toy. So
0: that's true. I did. I <laughs> muted my mic and said stop, and he stopped. <laughs> but now he's playing with my foot. Uh, so yeah. Anyways. Uh, moving on Roro the game awards as we spoke about a little bit ago has announced all of their nominees Uh, so I just thought it would be kind of cool to put a little plug in there go vote for your favorites in the fan category so one of the categories you can vote for Roro is your most anticipated game and one of those games in there for most anticipated game is Halo Infinite so vote for it (laughs) I'm just kidding Uh, but I'm not kidding actually uh, <laughs> Ro uh is there what what's your most anticipated game?
1: I actually didn't get to look at this list, but Fair. if we're just going like off the top of my head, yeah, just off my post anticip my post my most anticipated game for 2021. Yeah. yeah, would probably have to be. I I really hope God of War Ragnarok comes out <laughs> next oh, year. Yes.
0: Um,
1: but if it's if that I know that it was announced for 2021, but I have a feeling that it it may not. It may not come,
0: yes. but, um,
1: yeah. Horizon, 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 probably horizon would probably be
0: my, my second one. That's a great um, one.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that'll have to go with horizon for that. All
0: right. Uh, and one other thing I kind of wanted to st- touch on a little bit was game of the year, uh, category. So the game of the year category, I have a little bit of beef with, uh, there's, there's some games on there. I'm not going to really go through which ones I don't think deserve to be on there and which ones I do. We've talked about our thoughts on different games. You could probably guess based on those reactions. <laughs> but I think there's some some pretty big snubs on this list. And my like, I don't understand how Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is not on this list because... That game was such an amazing game, and this game came out late last year, so it came after the embargo for Game of the Year for last year, so that's why it's on this year's uh, awards. And I don't understand how this isn't a Game of the Year award uh, nominee. Uh, There's, I don't know. It was just such an amazing game, and I feel like Respawn doesn't get the the credit that it, it deserves from a game that came out almost a year ago. It's almost like people forgot that it came out, um, which kind of sucks. Uh, yeah.
1: The, the way that Jeff Killey's Game Awards is set up, as much as I love it, it does kind of suck how it's like kind of not exactly at the end of the year. And it's still possible for fantastic games to come out after the Game Awards and it's still being 2020 or whatever year it happens. And stuff like that happens where Jedi just doesn't, Get the recognition it deserves. And this year, Cyberpunk is obviously the big one that is being left out of the conversation. And I guess we'll see next year around this time if Cyberpunk makes the Game of the Year list. Um, based on history, I, I, it, it's it's got to be a really good game for that to actually actually happen. Because I I don't know. It's it's like like you like you said with Jedi Fallen order. It's it's hard to get back on that Game of the Year list. Yeah. a year later so i yeah i i, I it's gonna i i wonder i sometimes wonder like what would it be like if Game of the year was happening in january or or literally end of december and just have the entire year december 31st is the cutoff sometimes yeah. in january you you have uh the game awards but i feel like jeff keeling knows the industry a little bit better than i do and he he knows that he'll get announcements better at that time or whatever weird back of backstage stuff happens but yeah yeah, it it does suck
0: yeah i i yeah i don't know it's it's crappy and my the other one that i think is omitted but i i guess i can understand it because it's not it's not a full game so to speak it's a full game but it's you know a lesser price game miles morales it's a great Mm -hmm. freaking game it has a great story it's great mechanics great everything like no matter the length of it it's obviously not as long as the spider-man ps4 game but that does that shouldn't necessarily attribute it to not being a game of the year nominee and i again feel like that this game is uh far better than some of the uh, the games that they put on that list so uh yeah that was i don't know those were the two that i was upset about is there any others that besides those two that you thought maybe were snubbed or um no i i'm besides those two no i'm
1: pretty um not surprised with the list that they came up with i kind of expected i honestly didn't expect doom eternal to be on there just yeah. because i didn't play it that's pretty much why i i don't have much experience with it but i was shocked to see that but everything else unless i was like yeah that makes sense true
0: fair enough Um and Roro, this is the final thing I'm gonna say about the game awards. (laughs) Master Chief Collection got best ongoing game. Got freaking snub for even a nomination for best ongoing game. How we put Call of Duty Warzone (laughs) in there for best ongoing game. What what is changing with Warzone? Yes, it had that cool zombies mode, one that one mode, but like Oh, come on. Best ongoing game, Warzone and Halo, the Master Chief Collections out here putting PC releases together and all kinds of new content and fixing it and it just makes me mad. Anyways, uh speaking of Master Chief Collection, as I said, it is fully released on PC right now, Roro, so check that out. Halo four just came out this week. Finally, all of them on PC uh and also i i know that i said that was the last thing of the game awards <laughs> but that's not true uh we got news that there is not going to be halo infinite at the game awards Roro, as uh brian gerard the community manager for 343 had shared that they were essentially taking it off because of Uh, the release shift they want to focus on the next time they show the game they want it to be shown in the light that they want it to be seen in and that makes perfect sense it doesn't make sense for them to build a showcase uh, demo so to speak for the game awards and then set themselves back a month or so or however long it takes them to build that uh, from the actual game being made. So I'd much rather them use their resources. To build the actual game. And then we can see it. Whenever we have it in a better. Uh, polished state. So to speak. So I'm not upset about that. So I don't know. I don't know. RoRo. I, I know you're just <laughs> dying to see more. From Halo Infinite. I am foaming at the mouth. I appreciate, I appreciate you lying for me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Roro, uh, we have some more Microsoft news. Microsoft has announced that the, they've had their biggest launch of any Xbox console for Xbox series S and X. And they're saying that they are expecting shortages throughout the holiday season. Um, this is kind of interesting. It's a stark contrast to Xbox one generation. Cause I feel like that was fairly, uh, available. Like if you wanted an Xbox one shortly after it came out, you could get it. And now we're in the situation where you can't get an Xbox series X. You can't get a PlayStation five. You can't get anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i think that's partially from gaming just blowing up so much lately but also just a testament of, of how good both of these consoles are and i i do think into like q1 q2 2021 we're going to have a supply problem because the demand is so high for both of these consoles um when when do you when when are you thinking we will see more consoles or make it more widely available to us um, I'm hoping
1: sometime next year that the time that I think that will it'll be steady and we'll be able to see them, it'll be easy for me to pick it up and not have to be refreshing Best Buy over and over. I feel we'll be like, I'm thinking April, March time is when things might settle down. I feel like right now, especially with the holidays, people are, are refreshing Best Buy over and over and over until they get there their hands on this consoles and with PlayStation and Xbox both being very uh, smart and careful with this whole COVID thing and just not at all selling them in stores and just solely being online, it obviously makes it a lot harder to get one um, at all. And as you said, the demand is super high. Everybody is out there trying to get one. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's definitely a lot harder to, to pick one up. But I, I I do think it'll be a couple more months until it's easy to pick one up. Yeah, I I, I, I I not that I, I'm gonna be able to pick one up anytime soon, but I still have Wario sixty four. I have his notifications lit up on Twitter, all these other places, yep. and just to see. And then when I go to check it out, literally five minutes, two <laughs> minutes later, they're all gone. I was like yeah. How many did they have in stock in the first place? And yeah. if it was a lot, how many people got one? It's crazy. It's it's
0: yeah. insane how how fast they're going. Those scammers out there drive me insane. They're making ridiculous money, so that kind of sucks, but such is life, I guess. Uh, Roro Brenty is in the chat. I I believe you know Brenty. I think that's your father. Uh, He he says, top of the evening, gentlemen. You guys keep getting better each week. Appreciate it, Brenty. Thank you. Thank you. We continue (laughs) to get better every week. Thank you. Uh moving on Roro, uh Nintendo Switch is now the best-selling console for almost 2 years straight. <laughs> what? That's insanity. Uh Let's go. <laughs> my question to you, do you think that this will keep up uh now that these new gen consoles have come out? Do you think that trend will continue?
1: Uh kind of backing up what we just talked about yeah because you can't even get the other ones at this point i feel like we had that problem with the switch a little bit earlier this year where it was hard to get one but now i feel like you can pick one up anywhere you want to which is great i don't know how nintendo is able to do this but um again they're available in stores so i guess that's why and it's been out for so long but um yeah I, i could definitely see this continuing with animal crossing and all these other games as well just just making nintendo so very happy i'm sure Um, I can definitely see this continuing um, until, like I said, the PlayStation and the Xbox are more easy to pick up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Like you said, they're not available. I think the only chance that uh, that Xbox or PlayStation has to uh, surpass them is in the launch month, depending on I don't know how many consoles each each of them had. Uh, they haven't disclosed any numbers or anything like that, uh, but that would be the only chance I think is the launch month. So November would be their only chance to I think surpass them. But other than that, other than that, I agree with you. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, and people are. You know, I'll
1: talk about it in the next story, actually.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, So moving into that next story, Roro. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is officially the biggest Assassin's Creed franchise opening of all time. It has sold through more copies at launch than any other Assassin's Creed game. And it's the biggest Ubisoft PC game launch of all time. So again, I I think part, part of this is uh, the pandemic and so many people playing games that here we go, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, biggest freaking Assassin's Creed game. That's very exciting for me because I love Assassin's Creed, but uh yeah. Are you surprised by that at all or Um No, I guess I guess not like you
1: said with the pandemic. A lot of people are playing video games now. Um, I feel like the last two Assassin's Creed's were very much beloved and I think just attracted more people to the franchise, uh, people who weren't playing it before, like, oh, this is a different style to Assassin's Creed. Maybe I'll jump in. And I feel like Valhalla kind of continues that new Assassin's Creed style. So I feel like more people are playing and more people are playing because of the pandemic, like yeah. you said. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too surprised. Um, I haven't picked it up yet. I, I still want to pick it up. Um but yeah, I think I think that's cool. This is not the story I was talking about, by the way. Oh. But this is that's okay. Oh, apologize. Um, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm very I, I'm good for Ubisoft, and um, I've heard the game is doing very well.
0: I think I moved stories after I sent that that's to okay. you because I was trying to like make it in order or whatever. Of uh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what What were you gonna say before? I was gonna say. Um,
1: with Nintendo selling really well in the Xbox versus the PS5 versus the Nintendo Switch, there have been rumors that the Nintendo Switch Pro is going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And people have been seeing hints in certain game trailers and stuff like that, that make them believe that that might be coming soon. So you know, if like that's a way that Nintendo could compete, yeah. um, I know I would be interested in Nintendo Switch Pro if that does come. So
0: yeah yeah i agreed <laughs> i i the only thing uh, i don't know <laughs> i will have to see what the pro the nintendo switch yeah. pro actually is because like they've traditionally never done like a ps4 pro or xbox one x type of uh, a leap um so if they do something like that i think definitely there's going to be uh interest especially from me um yeah. if they just it's do never like-
1: been Sorry. Yeah, it's never been like a, a something that makes the system look better, like the graphics look better. They've definitely done like they've done a Wii Mini. So yeah. they've already done the Switch Lite version of that. They've done the 3D. The new 3DS is a good example, I guess, that when they added a little joystick and made the screens bigger. But besides that, yeah. it's never to make the games look better. So it'll be interesting if they do actually do that
0: with, <laughs> with yeah. the Switch Pro. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Uh Roro, have you had a chance to check out the Cyberpunk Xbox One X and Series X gameplay that we saw, I believe yesterday? Have you seen that?
1: Saw very little.
0: Kay. Very little. All right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what I will say about it is So, the Xbox One X version, uh, they kind of flipped back and forth between One X and Series X, kind of flashing back and forth. Uh, It definitely looked like they have some performance issues, for sure. Uh, And, obviously, the game's still in development. They may still iron those things out, but it is interesting. uh, After all this time, they've had so many issues with uh, optimizing for the last-gen consoles that it almost seems like this game should be played on next gen. Um, and even the series X version that they showed, it did have a little bit of issue uh, in terms of like, um, I think frame rate wasn't matching up. So they were getting like screen tearing. Uh, so it kind of made the, the picture look a little, you know, muddy, I guess a little meshed together. I don't know. Um, but for the most part, this game looks absolutely stunning. Uh, I'm very excited to play this video game and I'm glad I have an Xbox series X to play it on. Uh, it, it really, it does feel like this game should be played for, from a PS five Xbox series X or PC because of how demanding it's going to be. Uh, I am interested to see how they optimize it for one X and PS four and even the original Xbox one. Like, Oh, that's going to be rough. Uh, <laughs> So yeah I don't
1: yeah yeah' I'm definitely I didn't watch too much of it um I did hear the concerns that uh, you stated Were I saw a couple of that s- sort of uh, comments online um but I'm still very excited for this game absolutely uh, I can't wait to pick it up um where, where but like, like gonna, your, where are you gonna pick yeah, it up on I was just gonna say that like that's that's the issue that I'm running into like am I gonna pick it up on ps4 there's no way that, I think I could wait to to play it. I don't think I'm going to wait until I can get my hands on an Xbox Series X or a PS5. So it's either PS4 or my gaming laptop. And my gaming laptop is a gaming laptop, not yeah. a PC <laughs> with a big rig or anything like that. So it, it runs games pretty well. But there's obviously those ones that are a little bit more demanding that maybe I shouldn't even attempt to purchase on here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to decide on where I'm going to be picking it up.
0: And uh, I guess you could also keep in mind uh, if you pick up the PS4 version, you can always upgrade it to the PS5 version for free. So that does That's give true. you a little leeway there. Um, and
1: Steam is pretty good with refunds. So if I pick it up and it doesn't work, I could just
0: yeah give it back to them. So, yeah, yeah. fair point as well. Uh Roro to our final news story. You might recognize this. Uh Thank You Games, which is hosted by Roro, our own Roro, uh has a spotlight on Asa Green River. And uh as I learned in your video, he likes to be referred to as the gaming legend uh (laughs) he's from borderline entertainment and uh actually i just saw today that he's co-hosting kind of funny games daily on friday which is super interesting um and i thought that was really cool um i believe uh he's kind of promoting uh like native american uh month um which is super cool uh, obviously to get as many inclusive, as much inclusivity as we can, uh, is always a good thing. And Greg Miller and them at kind of, kind of funny always do a great job with that stuff. So thought that was very cool. And, uh, you guys should check that out on thank you games. Oh. Definitely. thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you from thank you games. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> All right. Roro. Moving into the games we are playing. Roro, I have some new games on here. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, played that and beat it, Roro. I actually beat something. (laughs) Uh, My my vacation was actually uh, useful last week, so I actually got to play some games. Um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales is absolutely amazing. Uh, I loved every bit of it, just as much as Spider-Man PS4. The combat, still really good. Um, I do see some of the people's comments about how, obviously, the the movesets are going to be similar to uh, to Peter Parker's movesets as far as the hand-to-hand fighting. However, I think that was really uh, compounded by the other abilities that Miles has, which is the invisibility, the uh, venom ability, uh, the venom powers that he has, like the punch, that there's certain enemies that you have to uh, uh, stun with that first, and then you can hit. I just think there's a lot more complexity with Miles' uh, move set than Peter's, which I really like a lot. Um, I love how when you're swinging as him in the city it's just so it's such a unique flair to Miles. Uh, it's definitely not just a copy and paste from Peter's animations uh, for Spider-Man PS4 which is really good um, and yeah i i love miles as a character i love the story i thought the story was really good i there were some people i saw that were complaining about the certain parts of the story but i was like i loved every bit of it i i thought that i just wanted more and then that ending i'm not going to talk about it but that ending yeah. was amazing <laughs> uh so yeah so much to love from miles morales uh, Ruru, I also played Astros Playroom and completed that as well because we are just on a roll here uh, uh, in that game. So, what I will say is, I played that game in order. So, they have uh, they essentially have like four worlds, and each world kind of has things that you collect from each generation. So, PS one, PS two, PS three, PS four. So, what I was doing is, I was going through each world uh in in chronological order i did ps1 ps2 ps3 and then ps4 so as i started that experience right off the bat there's this little uh what do you call it like claw thing that's in a machine that you grab this ball and then pull it out and it's like essentially like collectibles that you earn tokens while you're playing the game To purchase these things and they they just uh, are more unlockables that you get so you there's only a certain amount of these balls in the machine that you pull out so when you pull these balls out of the machine you actually crush the the ball in your hand with the dual sense trigger and like when you do that that Feeling was like so satisfying because you're like it has the tension on the con- on the uh, uh, trigger where it feels like you're actually crushing something like it's a nice. very tense yeah it was super awesome. cool so that was my first experience with the dual sense which I thought was really cool uh, and then I moved into the PS one level and to be honest I was a little underwhelmed by the utilization of the the uh, of the haptics until i got to the ps4 level the ps4 level because let me give you background before the ps4 level it felt very samey like everything i was doing it all felt just like tension based so like you know heavy or light or whatever i was like okay I see why this is cool, but like it, it, it there's nothing Something different. Yeah, it's exactly. Specific, yeah, exactly. It felt too samey. Like it just was the same thing. And I got to the PS4 level and all of a sudden they start doing a lot more cool things. Like when you're on ropes and stuff, it had like this really cool feeling when like you're ro- it, it was just, it's indescribable. But tough. The PS4 level definitely had the variety of, I was looking for and really showcase the, the dual sense controller really well. Um, it, it is amazing. And it is curious to see, uh, if Microsoft answers with that at some point, this generation, like a mid generation controller upgrade or something, because this technology is very, very cool and interesting. And I, Obviously, they probably have patents and stuff on it, but gosh, I would love to have that in Xbox controller. That is very cool. Uh, that sounds awesome. I can't yes. wait to, to try that out. Yes. Uh, Roro, in my last game, I played one Xbox game since the last time we recorded, and that is Tetris. Well, that's not really true. I played Master Chief Collection, but we all know that. Anyways, Tetris <laughs> Effect Connected. Uh, which I think came out a long time ago, actually, but it was re-released for Series X launch. And this game, and it's on Game Pass, by the way, so it was free. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected is absolutely crazy and cool. Like, the sound effects that the game uses, it is like Tetris, obviously. It's, you know, it's classic Tetris, but like the sound effects makes you feel like you're encompassed in like this world and each level has its own theme to it. So like there's a sand level and there's like sand sound effects and a uh, really cool, like uh, uh, sound or sound sand theme going on in the background, which it was really cool. The visuals are amazing. Uh, and I don't even, I'm not even a big Tetris person, but like I had a ton of fun with it and uh, I'm probably still going to, You know, go back to it occasionally. I've completed the first three sets of worlds. There's four world or four levels on each set, so I've completed about twelve levels so far, and it is it is it is addictive. Let me just say that. (laughs) So that is that's all I have to play. What do you have to play, RoRo?
1: So I have been playing. I'll just touch on Miles Morales really quick. As you went over it already, but I did it as well recently, and it was really, really good. I love the story. Same as you, I wanted just a little bit more, but as a small title, I, I loved it, I, I hope they do continue to do these, these little small lost legacy sort of in-betweens between uh, Peter Parker's uh, story, or even do a, a larger Miles more too, but um, I wasn't turned off by the, the length at all. I, I did want more, but I still think the experience was quality and still really good. Uh, I really enjoyed the gameplay, the characters. Somehow they make the characters feel different, but still stay true to who the characters really are. Um, But yeah, I I loved that game. And I'm going to try and platinum it. I'm still going back as well to try and do the missions and the side quests and all that kind of stuff. Um, I will say that you're going back to do that uh, stuff too. Yes, but anybody out there who just hasn't done like the postcards or who hasn't done the, um, the time capsules do those because they have some really nice story things to them that I think people would like if they enjoyed the story. Um, so besides Maz Morales, I've played some more Destiny, some more Destiny 2 Beyond Light enjoying that DLC quite a bit today this no, yesterday, <laughs> the okay. season of the hunt uh, started. So that's this uh, this expansion's season. So the new activity came out, which I am blanking on the name, but basically you are hunting down um, an enemy and you get to put uh, some charges in this lure that lures out the enemy. And depending on what you put in the lure, you get a certain, uh, certain loot out of it. So you can put in uh, a leg armor lure into it so you are guaranteed leg armor if that's what you need mm-hmm. to level up it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to um spe- get specifically what you need to progress in uh maxing out your character mm-hmm. so i i really enjoying that um on top of obviously everything else that came out so i'm really enjoying that still and of course ammo crossing i'm back on that because the new mm-hmm. winter and uh fall update is coming Uh, tomorrow, I believe, actually.
0: Didn't I have that on the... I didn't. That was a story I was talking about. Did I skip that? Oh, I did. Shoot. (laughs) I skipped it. Oh, yes. Uh, Please talk about the update. I completely missed that. So the update, I
1: believe, is coming tomorrow. But the events are actually going to be on the 23rd, I believe, and then obviously the 24th for Christmas, December 24th and November 23rd. Um, so turkey day is coming so that's super exciting going to be able to cook things which is something that a lot of fans were expecting to happen they were data mining and all that kind of crazy stuff but um yeah that's something that we were really hoping to see and it looks really awesome like you could actually cook some meals and have your friends over and actually have like a thanksgiving dinner i was like (laughs) it was so cool it was so cool to see that and um besides that it, it also uses a lot of the Halloween stuff that we were using. So a lot of people went ham and made these huge pumpkin patches. And now that Halloween's over, we're like, what do we do with these pumpkins? Mm. And now we can use them to craft these uh, meals. So that's really cool. Hmm. And of course, uh, December 24th is going to be Toy Day in this universe, which is Christmas Eve in our universe. Um, so you'll be able to gift your villagers some nice gifts. And you see all the nice pine cone trees covered in... Um, Christmas decorations. It was just lovely. It was beautiful, and I love to see it. So I'm preparing for those updates right now. I'm planting a bunch of pine cone trees, so when Christmas comes around, I'll just my light, my island will be just illuminated and be blinding all my villagers. It'll be lovely. But um, that's what I've been playing recently: Destiny, Animal Crossing, and finished up Miles.
0: Wait, did you just say that it will be lit? Yes. Was that a purposeful pun? Oh, yes. That was <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. You'll it's lit. It's figuratively <laughs> and literally. And literally, yes. Definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, can we just get a... By the way, back to your uh, Spider-Man comment, can we please get a Spider-Man 2 with Miles and Peter team up, please? Yes. That yes I hope cool. that... I'm sure that'll... Well,
1: I'm not sure that'll happen, but I'm sure he'll be involved in, this, in the game somehow. Whether we'll be able to play as him is another story, but I'm sure he'll be... You'll be there yes. helping out as much as you can. I'm so excited for the next one. That's what the end credits really did for me. Yeah. Miles Morales just hyped me up so much more for the yeah. next Spider-Peter Parker story. Oh my God, I can't wait.
0: One of my favorite lines from uh, near the end of that game was uh, someone saying, uh, that's our Spider-Man. I was like, yes, yeah. let's go. Yeah, like, oh, that, that was
1: cool. That, it, was a, it was a couple of emotional moments for, for me in that game
0: for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Roro, moving into the topic of the show, next gen impressions, which I know, as we've (laughs) talked about, you don't have next gen, but obviously you have opinions on these things as well. Um, so hardware impressions of both systems. I think the biggest thing that's exciting on Xbox is in terms of hardware is quick resume. And it definitely it didn't i didn't expect it to be such a cool feature but like going from playing assassin's creed uh i almost said odyssey valhalla going from playing assassin's creed valhalla to playing you know tetris effect is such a perfect uh example of this because like sometimes you're you're playing a hardcore game and you're like oh i just want to switch over to something like you know brainless for a little bit and just kind of you know you know work work my way through that not that tetris is brainless but it's like it's just more zen i guess uh so i think that's such a cool way to just do that on the fly you switch over to that you want to go back to Assassin's Creed, go back to that. It literally happens in seconds, two seconds, if that, um, which is super awesome. That's an underrated feature for sure. And I think Sony has actually already been on record saying that they are looking into doing something like that. Um, and that would obviously be super cool as well for PlayStation owners. But for PlayStation 5, I think the most exciting thing is the DualSense and as I talked about, like experiencing that PS4 level of Astro's playroom was such a cool experience. Just feeling how different each thing could be. And, like, yes, Spider Man Miles Morales doesn't uh, necessarily illustrate that controller that well because uh, it's kind of subtle in how it uses the uh, dual shock um, DualShock haptics, but it really. I hope that Astro's Playroom will show developers, like, hey, you can do these things in these situations, and they kind of take that and run with it and make more diverse experiences because, like, that controller could be very, very exciting this gen if developers actually use use it. Um, uh, as far as the consoles themselves, Roro, I... Personally, I think that they're very similar in terms of power, in terms of um, SSD. Uh, I've seen many things where essentially uh, Xbox Series X uh, runs backwards compatible games about two seconds roughly faster than PlayStation 5 uh, backwards compatibility games for PS4. But PS5 actually loads PS5 native games about two seconds faster than uh Xbox Series X native games which I think is interesting. Uh I think there's still a long ways for developers to optimize that stuff but uh very interesting stuff and they're both fantastic consoles in terms of hardware. Um I know is there anything you've been excited to check out or see or um like what are your impressions of the the hardware?
1: Um for Xbox I am very jealous because if if I'm if I'm going to buy any of the consoles, it's probably going to be PS5 first, just because of the exclusive and the just the type of games that I like to play. So I'm very jealous of the quick resume feature. I know that the the load times are super fast anyway, but being able to swap between games so seamlessly and so quickly is something that I would I would love to have that option on PS4, like playing Destiny 2 and then switching over to The Last of Us and not having to back out or it's just really cool I, I really like that feature and i hope sony does have something to add to that sort of um to, something like that to add to their console i would love to have that um and of course the dual sense we keep talking about how mind-blowing it feels in your hands and everything that you're describing i, I, I a part of me understands like oh wow i it just gets me excited, but another part of me, like, there's no way I'm going to truly understand what this is until I get this in my hands and actually feel how those triggers react and stuff like that. It, it reminds me a little bit about how the Joy Cons were advertised at the first, at first, with peering the balls inside the the uh, the Joy Con and stuff like that. But yeah. I feel like Sony is going to continue with this, where Nintendo kind of just did that one that one game one two two one two switch and then never did it again that was it i feel like the developers at least the first party developers are going to continue with that and that excites me a lot because everything i've heard about it is so positive that they should definitely continue with that uh, for lack of a better term gimmick and just have that in all of their their first party games because i i think it's it's fantastic or yeah. sounds fantastic like, i don't know yet but yeah i've heard nothing but good yes <laughs> and yeah.
0: the funny thing is when uh, like I heard so many people saying great things about DualSense that like it's funny because I played those first couple levels of Astro uh, Astro's Playroom and I was like man I I just don't I don't see the hype here like I even texted my one of my friends and I was like what i i don't understand this isn't like what i expected like so many people were saying it's so revolutionary i'm like yeah it's cool but it's nothing crazy and then i put like i said i played that ps4 level and it changed everything uh which is interesting because I originally was only going to play like one level or something of Astro and then play Miles Morales. But as soon as I played the first level of Astro, I was stuck playing it. I was like, I, I'm i just having too much fun with it. I have to finish this. And uh, so I, I finished it and glad I did at this point because if I hadn't finished that and I hadn't played that PS4 level, I'd probably still be saying, well, I don't understand why people are so high on the DualSense because Spider-Man, like I said, it doesn't... It doesn't really utilize it in a great way. Um, It uses it when you're web swinging, but it's not, it's very subtle. Um, It's nothing, uh, it's nothing like what Astro, Astro's Playground or Playroom. Why do I keep saying Playground? (laughs) Astro's Playroom does. Um, So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as far as the launch lineup for PS5, Ruro, what are your impressions of the PS5 launch lineup? Are, would you consider this near the top of uh, any generation in launch lineups, or are you kind of like mid-level? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this launch lineup?
1: Yeah, I think it's a fantastic uh, launch lineup com- compared to at least the past ones that playstation's had and xbox has had i think it's a really solid group of games i know a lot of them aren't technically only ps5 games but they are launch games they came out when the console so um but yeah i think it's fantastic it shows off the console in a really good way asterisk playroom uh, especially um i think it's a it's a pretty good list especially with the third-party games as well that come along with the exclusives it's a pretty good good group of games to be
0: playing day one yeah i mean Roro. to be honest i there's no there's no way anyone on this planet could have told me six months ago that i would say the ps5 launch lineup is better than xboxes (laughs) with halo infinite but here we are uh no halo (laughs) infinite so the ps5 launch lineup is amazing i will it it's absolutely phenomenal. Miles is great. Ashers is great, like you said. Demon Souls is great. Uh, even though it's not my type of game, it's still fantastic. Uh, Godfall even is it's a it's an okay game, which is I feel like that's kind of a win for a launch title because uh, usually. You know, you have a lot of okay games instead of some amazing ones and one uh, okay one. So, and Sackboy, which I feel like is very underrated Sackboy's Big Adventure, I think is what it's called, yes. um which a lot yeah, of people wow. have been. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about that one. But yeah, like you were saying, it's been I heard great things and I heard that it's underrated.
0: Yeah. I, I've heard it's a fantastic platformer. So, yeah, that's super, super underrated. Um, and I'll probably check that one out eventually. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy it or wait for like PS plus or something like that, but, um, definitely respect them for a great launch lineup. And that kind of leads us to the final thing, which is the lack of an Xbox launch lineup. Um, that's been, that's been the one thing that's a little disappointing is, uh, I have my Xbox, which I love the console. It's an amazing console, The only problem is the launch lineup and you had a ton of games that got delayed. Medium got delayed. Uh, Sean's game. I can't think of the name for some reason right now, but I'm sure he's cursing it somewhere and blaming me for it. Uh, the ascent. Ascent. Yes. The The Ascent, uh, Halo got delayed. Obviously all those things got delayed. So, that means their launch lineup is filled with third-party games, essentially. Um, Assassin's Creed and and Destiny Two, Beyond Light. Which, to be fair, that is a good get for Microsoft. Beyond Light is in Game Pass, so I mean that's I've been playing that as well. Uh, I didn't talk about it in games we were playing, but that's that's another great gift for them. Uh, obviously, the problem is their first party and. I think that's a product of all of the acquisitions Microsoft and Phil Spencer's made the last couple of years that they're just not ready to release anything. Um, And I think I truly think that 2021 and 2022 are going to be big, big years for Xbox in terms of first party. Um, And there's a lot of stuff to be excited about there. You've got, uh, Fable coming from uh, the Forza Horizon developer uh, Playground Games. You have Halo Infinite next year. You have probably Forza Motorsport coming next year. Uh, you have Gear 6 on the horizon. There's a lot of stuff to be excited about Roro. So, uh, yes, it's not great right now launch lineup-wise, but looking forward, I think both consoles are going to have a great generation of games. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it does. Sorry, sorry. What 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 are you most excited to see from Xbox moving forward?
1: Um, yeah, more exclusives for sure. I I can't help but imagine what it would have been like seeing both consoles launch with a really awesome exclusive, just to see how that would have turned out for either parties. Um, seeing Halo on day one with quick resume and all these awesome features that Xbox does have. Um, along with Game Pass, just just an abundance of games they would have had if they had like another exclusive. I'm sure the dialogue would have been a, a little bit different. So it is kind of disappointing. I'm sure they they feel the same way, yeah. probably a lot more so. But um, yeah, it, that does suck. But what I want to see from Xbox is, I think what a lot of people who aren't Xbox fans, and Xbox fans probably more so than people who aren't Xbox, more exclusive. Um, yeah. So I would, I'd love to see that's i'm excited for halo when that comes around fable of course as well and just stuff that we haven't heard about yet i would like to see them get some some crazy gets, some ratchets and clanks over there some god of wars i'd love to see them get stuff like that
0: yes absolutely and i i can't wait for whatever obsidian throws my way i love outer worlds (laughs) give me a vowed give me an outer world sequel oh i'll take it all uh (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to talk about next gen wise before we close the show?
1: Uh, No, that's, that was it for me.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, Everyone enjoy your next gen consoles out there. If you have one, if you don't, good luck to continue to find them (laughs) because they're impossible to find right now. So, uh thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. Thank you Roro, I am Daniel and this has been Podcast PXN and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya.